In the previous movie, we created an elbow control for the IK arm rig and added the ability to snap to it. In this movie, we're going to add an FK hybrid solution to that elbow. Start by opening the file Character Rigging Part 25 Start, or by using your own file from the previous lesson. We already examined how certain arm motions might be difficult to accomplish with the IK arm when the elbow is pinned. Most notably, Anything requiring precision rotations would be almost impossible. To keep this easier on the animator, we're going to create an FK forearm that will work with our IK arm. That way, we'll be able to pin the arm in IK mode and then rotate the forearm on that spot. To start, switch the arm to FK mode. We're going to use our existing FK arm chain as the base for creating our hybrid arm, but we only need it from the forearm onward. Duplicate the FK forearm and unparent the duplicate. Switch the arm back to IK mode. Then select the left elbow control and turn on the elbow snap attribute since this is how we'll typically use our new control. Unhide the left elbow loke, and then snap the duplicate FK forearm to it. Hide the locator when you're done. Rename the joints with an elbow identifier. and parent it under the left elbow control in the outliner. Now we want to blend between using this FK joint chain versus the usual IK joint chain when in elbow FK mode. How do we do this? Since we've been using blend color nodes for all our IK FK blending up to this point in the series, you might be tempted to do so again here. However, this time there's a complication. The IK arm currently exists in world space. However, the FK control is parented under the left elbow control and therefore exists within elbow space. This means that if we tried to blend the hand using this position, the arm wouldn't jump to the new control, but rather to a relative position in world space. For this reason, we'll instead use a constraint to link the arm's IK handles to both the left arm control and the left elbow hand FK control. First, group everything under the left arm control into a left arm IK const group. Double check to ensure the group's pivot is at the hand joint and then unparent it. This will break the functionality of the left arm control temporarily. To fix that, parent constrain this group to the left arm control. Next, create another parent constraint from the left elbow hand FK control to the IK const group. For this constraint, you must make sure the maintain offset option is turned off 
to ensure the new elbow FK chain snaps to left arm control's position. The arm ends up in a position that's halfway between the two controls. To fully commit to the FK arm, we'll manually set the parent constraint's weights in the channel box. Well, it partially works. The arm snaps to the new control and rotates correctly, but it's upside down. Why is this? Again, we're dealing with a space problem. If we compare the transform attributes of the IK const group when in full IK and FK forearm mode, notice that they're different. This is because the local rotation axes of both our left arm control and left elbow hand FK control aren't actually the same. This is the reason the hand flips around. In order to fix this, we'll have to make the spaces identical. Note the rotation values of the IK const group when in FK forearm mode. Return full weighting to the left arm control and delete the parent constraint. Temporarily unparent everything under the IK const group. Set the rotation values to the noted values from earlier. Now reparent all the IK handles and locators back to the group. We'll recreate the parent constraint between the left arm control and the IK const group, but because we rotated the space, we'll need to make sure the maintain offset option is turned on. Now add the parent constraint between the left elbow hand FK control and the IK const group. Because the spaces now match, we'll do this with the maintain offset option turned off. Once again, the arm moves between the two controls, but this time it isn't rotated like before. If you manually adjust the weights, you can change the control from full IK mode to the FK forearm. Next, we'd like to create a control to toggle between them. Select the left elbow control and create a new attribute named FK Forearm Blend. Set its minimum to 0 and maximum to 1. Now, if we were hooking this up to a Blend Colors node like usual, we'd only have to connect this attribute to its Blender attribute. Unfortunately, since we're connecting two distinct parent constraint weight attributes, instead we'll use a driven key animation. Load the left elbow control as the driver and the parent constraint as driven. Select the FK forearm blend and the two constraint weight attributes and set a key. Set the FK forearm blend attribute to 1 and swap the two constraint weight values. Set another key. Now you can use your new attribute to blend between both modes. Next, we'll want to control the visibility of these controls based on what mode we're in. Start by adding a new custom attribute to the left elbow control named Forearm FK Visibility. Set its data type to Boolean. 
Use the connection editor to connect this new attribute to the visibility of the FK forearm. Then set a driven key between the FK forearm blend and this visibility attribute so that the control is only visible when the blend is at a value greater than zero. Handling the visibility of the left arm control is going to be slightly trickier because we're already driving its visibility with the arm's IK-FK mode. To do this, first group the left arm control in a group named Left Arm IK-Viz Group. Select it and the left arm control and open the node editor. Show the connections. Reroute the connection from the left arm settings control's IK visibility attribute to this new group. Delete the old connection to the left arm control. This frees you to set a driven key on the left arm control's visibility based on the FK forearm blend. Since the new group we created is strictly for managing the control's visibility, Let's lock and hide all its attributes. While we're at it, we should also set a driven key on the left elbow control's visibility based on the IK visibility attribute of the left arm settings control. Since that attribute is unavailable to us right now, we'll have to first select the left elbow control and open the channel control editor. In the non-keyable hidden list, select Visibility and move it to the keyable list. You can now see it in the channel box, though it is still locked. Go to the Locked tab, select Visibility from the locked list, and move it to the list of non-locked attributes. You can now use this attribute. Then use the Set Driven Key window to set the appropriate keys between the left arm settings control's IK visibility attribute and the visibility of the left elbow control. When you're done, you can lock and hide the visibility attribute again. The only thing left to do is recreate the squash and stretch functionality on the FK forearm, which was unfortunately broken when we duplicated the original FK forearm.
We'll do this exactly as we did before in part 23 by using the set driven key window to create driven keys between the forearm's length attribute and the hand's translate x attribute. We'll set a length value of 0 to squash the forearm completely, a value of 1 to revert it to its default scale, and any higher value to stretch it. Remember, to achieve infinite stretch, you need to go through the graph editor to change the graph's interpolation and post cycle to linear. Now you can easily pose the left arm even when the elbow is pinned in IK mode. You'll notice that the FK forearm chain has changed from blue to yellow ever since we parented it to the left elbow control. We'll leave this as is, even though it's an FK control, just to emphasize that it's part of the IK elbow. This brings us to the end of the arm rig. In the next movie, we'll begin work on the shoulder so we can connect this arm up to the rest of the body.